Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. I hope you have had a good week. We have had a very good peace-filled week here. And you know, it's funny, as soon as I say that, I feel like well, that means next week's going to be un- <laughs> not peaceful. Do you ever feel like that? Do you feel like when things are calm and settled and you have peace that you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop or something? Well, if that is you, actually, I want to invite you to a um, women's conference in March that I am doing at my church over here in Chester, New Jersey. If you are anywhere local or even if not local, come on out. Um, It is a free event, a women's conference, and it's called Settled, Finding Peace and Settling for Your Soul. We live in chaotic times and it's hard to find peace. And every woman I speak to um, recently has said the same thing. They just want to exhale. They just want to feel peace. And truthfully, Jesus is our peace. And at the cross, it is settled. So we're going to talk that day about truly living out, you know, um, our lives, even with chaotic circumstances, with a deep sense of peace. And we don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop because, you know, let's face it, life is never settled. Life on earth will never be settled. But because of Jesus, our soul can be. So I hope that you can join me. It's March 18th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It is a free event. You can register at uh, Grace Bible Chapel NJ dot org slash settled or just contact me and I'll get you registered or you can um you know uh message me or email me um at Karen at simply living for him dot com. So hope you guys have been having a good week. We are kind of quiet over here for a change, I feel like. You know, we went through the winter illnesses like everyone else. The holidays are done. And now I'm just kind of sitting out and waiting for spring to get here. This year, I really want to get my garden back back to something. Last year, our garden just did nothing. We grew pumpkins, or my son did, I should say. Um, But if you guys know, we moved over to our hobby farm about eight years ago now. And over the years, we've had ducks and chickens and goats and our big garden. And our garden used to bring me actually such peace. And the past few years, because life was just like a little bit busy, 
we didn't get to take care of it and we didn't get to um, really enjoy it as much. So I'm really hoping that this year I'm not traveling this spring. As I've said a couple of times, I took on no speaking engagements this spring. And honestly, like that doesn't sound like a big deal for me. It's a big deal. It is the first time I think since 2011 or 12 that I haven't taken on yeah, since 2011, I think, that I haven't taken on any speaking engagements, no traveling. And um, that's just a big deal. So I want to just kind of focus on my home life and my simple life here and get my garden back and focus on my community and connecting with people here and uh, still doing Simply Living for Him, though, online here with the podcast and social media um, and even that I've been simplifying a lot. I've been a lot quieter lately on social media, just kind of keeping things to myself and, uh, still doing my devotionals over there on YouTube. You can still check those out on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can still join the Simply Living for Him online women's community. We do Bible studies in there, scripture, writing, memorization, and just, you know, online fellowship with other women, um, in Christ. And so you can find all the information for all of what I'm doing currently at Simply Living for Him. Dot com. Also, if you um, want to purchase one of my homeschool books, now is a great time. I know everybody at this time of year is like reevaluating your homeschool. In fact, we're going to talk about a little bit about homeschool today on our podcast episode. I want to tell you how I've been rethinking homeschool. So stay tuned to hear what that means. Um, but you can find my books called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, not just a transcript, and Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. Those are always available on Amazon, as well as my devotional. And the devotional is not just for homeschoolers. It's for all women. And it's called uh, Simply Living for Him, a devotional for less clutter and more joy. You can find all of those at Amazon. I also have two e-courses available for homeschoolers. Simplify your homeschool. This is a great time of year to kind of evaluate that. And also Bible-based homeschool, which tells you in... Um, how we use the Bible as our main textbook for an entire year in our homeschool. And in fact, we're doing that a little bit again this year. So that uh, e-course really outlines how we did that. So you can find all of the information for all the things I'm doing at simplylivingforhim.com. If you enjoy this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to share it with friends. You can leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. You can also email me at any time at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. It really encourages me when I hear you guys tell me, yes, your podcast encouraged me this week. That helps me. That's like the number one thing that I need to just keep going because then I'm like, all right, God, if one person is being encouraged, then I'm going to keep going. Also, if you'd like to donate to the ministry or to keep this podcast going on the air, you can go over to simplylivingforhim.com slash donate, or you can become a monthly donor at anchor.fm slash simplylivingforhim. So why am I rethinking homeschool? Let's talk a little bit. I haven't talked about homeschool too much lately on the podcast. Um, as you guys know, or maybe you don't, if you're a new listener, if you're a new listener, I'd encourage you. I have tons of episodes in the archives pertaining to homeschooling and otherwise. But if you're looking for homeschooling in our story, you can go all the way back to the beginning. You can hear about my story as an accidental homeschooler. I have an entire podcast episode called The Unlikely Homeschooler 
there where you can really hear my story. But, you know, we are into like nearing the end of this journey now. And I started homeschooling. Um, I always forget how many years ago it is, 17, 18 years ago, uh, when my oldest was just turning five and was entering kindergarten. And I felt that God called us to homeschool, even though I didn't want to homeschool. I thought homeschooling was weird. Um, My family, not my husband, but my immediate family, like my parents, uh, were completely against my homeschool decision. It was a huge source of conflict at the time. And God has been so gracious to bring us now to have two great graduated from homeschool, one more graduating this year, and then I'll just have one left at home. He'll finish his high school years, and then I will be completely done with the homeschool journey. So that is um, crazy to think about because it just seemed like at one time in my life, it was like homeschooling was everything. It was like our life revolved around homeschooling. And now it's just kind of like it's part of what we do, but it is not our be-all, end-all of life. And so I wanted to talk about this idea today of rethinking homeschool and how much our homeschool journey has changed. Now, at the core, there are many things that have not changed, which are the most important things. From the beginning until now, God has always been the center of our homeschool. That doesn't mean that sometimes I didn't lose my way and lose track and take my eyes off him. But at the core, we have always gone back to our foundation that our homeschool existed to glorify God and that we wanted to homeschool for a couple of reasons, one being to teach our children what we wanted them to know and to keep God as the foundation of everything we taught them. Number two was to build a strong family, which you can read a lot about in my book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, Not Just a Transcript. Uh, We wanted to focus on relationships in our family and, and keeping our family close. We wanted to facilitate a love of learning in our homeschool so that we weren't just memorizing facts, but we were truly preparing our children for life and not just a test. I've been talking about that from the beginning, from when the early days of our homeschool journey, that we were always trying to focus on preparing for life and not just a test. So I'm not rethinking homeschool in the fact that I don't want to do it anymore, or, you know, I'm rethinking it that, you know, um, I think it's a bad idea. In fact, I'm rethinking it in very positive ways. And so I will always be a proponent of homeschooling. I will always think that it is not just a viable option, but a really, um, I, I want to say the best option. But that's for my family. I'm not going to ever put on somebody else my life, right? The Holy Spirit convicted me to homeschool and has shown me in these past 17, 18 years, whatever it is, that this was definitely the plan for our family. Do I think that it is an amazing way to raise your children? Absolutely. But I will always stop short of saying, well, this is what you should do because the Holy Spirit convicted me. I will always point you to Jesus. If you're somebody out there who's been on the fence about homeschooling, who's thought about homeschooling, never maybe were sure about homeschooling, um, I would encourage you to go to the Lord, to seek him first, not to listen to every other voice out there on the internet, not to listen to all the voices of your friends. Now, I'm not saying we don't get input from others, but 
We cannot take input without his input first, and we must go to him first. I'll just also say here that if you are someone who is in the thick of homeschooling and you're rethinking it like, I want to give up, or if you're somebody who's just thinking about it or wherever you are at in your journey, I do also homeschool consulting appointments. I've been doing those for several years now. They are a huge blessing for me to be able to uh, minister in that way by offering encouraging support support and advice and listening and hearing people's struggles and trying to help them through that. Um, And I do those on FaceTime, Zoom, uh, or regular phone calls. So you can always contact me about that as well. The information is also at simplylivingforhim.com. But And I always stop short of putting my convictions on someone else. Not that I don't think homeschooling is truly the best option, but That has to come from the Lord and not necessarily from me. I wouldn't want anyone to choose homeschooling because Karen DeBuse is doing it. I would want them to choose homeschooling because the Lord has led them to do it. So over the years, we have definitely changed our, um, not our foundation, but we have changed the um, the way we go about homeschooling, you know, our systems that we've put into place. We have changed... um, Curriculum, obviously, uh, we have changed, you know, just in general, the um, the way we have gone about it. And in the beginning, like most people, I tried to recreate public school at home. We had the, I'm embarrassed to say it, we had the desk and the flag salute and, you know, for my five-year-old, right? Like, it was just her at the time. And I was having her, like, literally repeat what I knew from growing up in school. And that was okay, because it, you know, it felt familiar, and it was comfortable to me. But kind of early on, I realized, hey, we have a lot more freedom, we don't have to um, imitate the public school, we have the freedom to really do things our way. So over the years, you know, we've gone through many ups and downs, like everyone in homeschool. And I will say that we are, I think, on our 18th year right now, and we have never achieved a perfect year. Every year I say next year is going to be the year I get it together. And next year comes and there's always challenges. So I have learned to not live for the future next year, to be very in the moment with today and what we're doing right now. And I've also just learned truly what matters most in the end. I wrote the simple homeschool journey after my daughter graduated because it was like we went through the whole journey. We went from five years old when God called me to homeschool and I didn't want to, uh, to, you know, really enjoying homeschooling, to having all of my kids homeschooled, to then starting a ministry where I was speaking across the country about homeschooling and writing books about homeschooling and really all in in the homeschooling community. Um, and then when she graduated, it was like immediately. I saw crystal clear in the rear view mirror what truly mattered most. And most of the things that I worried about over those 13 years of homeschooling her never even happened, were never things that I needed to worry about. Because, you know, I can't really encompass all of it in in a podcast episode today, but it is 100% important that you follow God. You never take your eyes off him. 
you constantly pray over your homeschool and you trust that he has a purpose and a plan that is unique for your family through your homeschool. And it's not supposed to look like anyone else's. He's got plans and purposes for your children and for you. And very quickly when she graduated, I realized, graduated, I realized so many of the things that I would stay up at 3 a.m. And I know if you're a homeschooler out there, you're, you get it. Those 3 a.m. wake ups where you're like, oh, I'm ruining my children. They don't know enough. What about this? What about that? Uh, will they get into college? Will they succeed in life? What is everyone thinking? We're not keeping up. Oh my goodness. Like it still happens to me occasionally, but not like it used to when they were young. And All of those things that I worried about never came to fruition, but it's not because I knew exactly what I was doing and I was just this perfect homeschooler. It was because I had to completely rely on the Lord. I've been talking about that from the beginning of our homeschool journey, and I will never stop talking about that. And it not only applies to homeschool, it applies to our lives, right? We must completely rely on Him. We must surrender it all to Him. The reasons we feel out of control in our homeschool or we feel like we're failing is because we're trying to control it. You won't feel like you're failing when you've surrendered it to God because you're not going to look over there and say, well, God's failing me. When you truly surrender your homeschool or whatever it is in life to him, it is so freeing. You do not have to struggle and think that you're messing up your children because in your heart, if you're truly surrendered and trusting the Lord, you know that he is not going to fail you. If he's called you here, he's going to equip you here. And he's not going to leave you here alone to fail. So rethinking homeschool over the years, you know, we've done all different types of curriculum. We've done all the different types of methods of homeschooling. And we always kind of found ourselves somewhere in the middle where I didn't necessarily um, unschool my children, but I wasn't one to be sticking to a very strict schedule either because I just am not good at those extremes, you know? And so we kind of always fell somewhere in the middle. And um, I have learned even more so, I I wouldn't call ourselves unschoolers these days. Let me say that again. I wouldn't call ourselves unschoolers unschoolers these days, but sometimes I feel pretty close to it. Like I'll just look at my boys and be like, are we unschoolers now? (laughs) But here is the biggest thing that I would say in rethinking homeschool, what I have learned and what I have changed and what I am doing now. In the early years, homeschooling was our life. Everything revolved around homeschooling. And I talk about this a lot when I speak and I write about it in my books. There was a time where it was becoming idolatry. It was like my identity was in being a homeschool mom. You know, I I say, I wanted the t-shirt, the bumper sticker, you know, honk if you're a homeschooler. It's like, you know, I wanted everyone to know that we homeschooled. It was my identity. I joined every, you know, Facebook group I could about homeschooling. I read every book I could. I wrote books about homeschooling. I was all in. I would go to every homeschool convention. I was speaking at homeschool conventions. I was immersed in the homeschool community. And believe me, it's not a bad thing. The homeschool community, I still love to minister in the homeschool community and speak and write and do all those things. I think it's so wonderful to have such amazing support in the homeschooling community. But 
it could very easily become your identity. And we have to remember that our identity is as a child of God. It is not being a homeschooling mom. And quite frankly, I would rather people know Karen DeBuse because she loves the Lord than know Karen DeBuse because she's that homeschool mom. But for a while, it was like everything. I was constantly researching the next best thing. I was constantly planning our homeschool and how it was going to be better and, you know, researching everything and comparing everything and all of that stuff. And it became very consuming. And so early on, actually, in my ministry, Simply Living for Him, it really started out as a ministry um, for, you know, simplifying homeschool. That was like one of the very first books I wrote. And so... Over the years, though, I've really geared my message, not just for homeschooling moms, but for anybody, because really simplifying is a it's universal for all of us to get rid of any distractions that take our focus off of the Lord. But those distractions in my homeschool were very big early on. Um, so for us in the beginning, we were, you know, we, we were very involved with our homeschool. It was like, that's what we did during the day. And, you know, if other things came up, I saw them as interruptions in my day. If we had the opportunity to go on a field trip, or even if an emergency happened, or just life would happen, or I'd need to have an appointment in the middle of the day, or things would happen, I would see that as an interruption to our life. And our life was homeschooling. And now I have completely, I think, turned that whole perspective upside down. Homeschooling no longer is our life and we try to fit everything in around it. We live our life now and we fit our homeschool into it. And you may be like, wow, your kids aren't going to be successful because you're not spending eight hours a day homeschooling. And to the contrary, we are spending literally 24 hours a day homeschooling because life literally is the greatest teacher. Now, I will also say that I have graduated too already. So I don't want to be like, I know what I'm talking about. But I also want to say that we've been able to see our children thrive, even not making homeschool the central part of everything. My daughter is currently uh, graduated. Yay, she's a college graduate. We did it. You know, she did it. God did it from home uh, from homeschool to then college. She has now a bachelor's in Bible and she is pursuing her master's and that she will have early. She will have that already this year in May. And so, you know, if we're looking solely at academically, you could say she's a homeschool success story. To me, that means literally nothing without her being um, thriving spiritually and thriving as an adult in this world, which she is, you know. So that to me is the greater um, success than the degree that she has. But if you want to look at it and say, well, you know, can you be successful as a homeschooler in education? Absolutely, because she's finishing her master's early. She has her bachelor's degree. She's working. She's doing great. She's working in ministry. And I'm just thrilled. So my second son is, we've talked about this on the podcast before, he's doing an alternative to college. It's called One Life Institute. And I did a 
podcast episode about that over the summer. You can also find information online at One Life Institute or just ask me and I can always send you more info. But it's been the best decision ever for him. And he's not going on to traditional college and he will be um, graduating in May and doing a trade and he's got his whole life right now. Like, you know, he's planning out all he wants to do. Super successful in my eyes that he'll have a career. He'll be able to provide for a family someday. He's a thriving adult, but also most importantly to me, growing and thriving spiritually and walking with the Lord. Now I have my next son. He will also go to One Life Institute. He's graduating this year and he will not go on to traditional college. I have very different views about traditional college probably than most, although I think many people these days are viewing traditional college a little bit differently. Like it is not always necessary to do. And, um, you know, so we're kind of more of that mindset. And so he's going to One Life next year. And um, again, success to me is if he's thriving and growing and walking with the Lord. And then my other son is still home with me and he still has high school to complete. So we'll see what happens with him. So right now, when I look at our day, this is why I say rethinking homeschool. When they were little, it was like homeschool, homeschool, homeschool. That's what we did every day between the hours of nine and three. It was like, you know, everything. Our schedule is very different now. I have my son working. I'm working. Um, we have, you know, not the same extracurriculars we did when they were little, but now we have like more real life stuff. Like I said, my son is working and I am working at my church and, you know, I'm teaching Bible study and I'm running different events over at church. And my son is also working two different jobs. And so, we're living our life and we are fitting our formal academics in around that. Now, I have to say, not having my sons go to traditional college is incredibly freeing because I am not worrying about making the perfect transcript. I am not worrying about we have to do all these classes to meet these requirements and get these test scores. I truly am able to focus on their learning and like really learning, not just trying to make a transcript look good, not just making a test score, but really learning. Like we're interested in something, we're going to sit down and we're going to learn about it. We're going to talk about it. Um, and you know what? I, I can easily look at him and be like, you know what? I don't think that you need to know this. So we can kind of put this aside and let's focus on the things I really do need you to know. Because in the end, I really want my children to be prepared for life. And I have to say that homeschooling really did prepare at least my oldest two. I see. I mean, my daughter got married at 20 years old. She is living such a mature, independent life. She has so many life skills that she knew. She uh, is mature and independent. And my son as well. You know, we see that, that they are really prepared for life. Like, way more mature than I was at 20 years old. I can't even imagine doing the things that they're doing. I was like off the rails at 20 years old. Um, and I wasn't living as a Christian yet either. So, you know, obviously that's part of it. <laughs> but it's just amazing to see that when you really focus on training them to be adults training them for life, training them to think, training them to live. 
these days, this is where I'm rethinking homeschool as well. You can learn anything you want. Like, quite frankly, I have learned more, I would say, in the past 10 years as an adult. I'm 47. So let's say since I've been 40, I've probably learned more in those seven years than I ever did in my 12, 13 years of formal schooling. Number one, it's the times we live in. You can take an online course for free. You can go to YouTube. You can read anything you want on the internet that you want to learn. My kids, I see them going to YouTube. My son's been working on cars this year. He knows so much. He's doing these project cars and all this stuff. Where? Because he goes and he researches. He goes on YouTube. He's figuring it out. So in our age, our day and age, like literally we can teach our kids to read and to write and their basic math skills, and they can really actually get an education far beyond what we can imagine, literally just because of the information that is available to them at this time. And so, you know, I have looked at my kids that way and been like, okay, I want them when they graduate not to have this checklist of things that they know from the textbooks. And many of it, let's face it, many of the stuff that we were taught when we were young, we didn't really need to know. Or if we really wanted to know, we would have learned it on our own. Like I told my son when he graduated high school, your education is just beginning. Because now you are, you know, you're going to be learning all you want. And so you know, um, I didn't want them to just have like a uh, information in their mind and facts that they memorized. I really want more importantly that they're thinking and growing and truly like, you know, um, having logic and reason and all of these things. So we do our formal academics at this point. You know, there's math that I need my son to finish. So because he's not going to traditional college, like I said, that's a little freeing. I don't have to kind of, you know, look ahead at the different colleges and see what is required. I'm really just wanting him to have what he would need to graduate in my state. And then, of course, if he did choose to go to college, I want to make sure that he is prepared. So I, one of the big things I've done with all of my kids is make sure they can write a research paper, make sure that they can express themselves well through writing, that they're, you know, reading good books. Um, and honestly, those to me are like the biggest skills. You know, if one of the mistakes I made with my daughter, and it's not necessarily a mistake because looking back, it's fine, but I had her doing like the really hard science classes, like AP science. I had her uh, trying to do more advanced math. She went into ministry. And so she didn't necessarily need those things. Um, But at least I did give her a challenge. But when I think about all the tears that she went through in some of the harder classes, the more challenging classes, I'm like, that probably wasn't necessary. I probably could have still done chemistry, but we didn't have to choose the really difficult curriculum. Or I could have done, you know, this AP class with her with a lesser, not as rigorous curriculum. So she still could have, you know, um, had all this information, but maybe we didn't have to make it so intense. And of course, my uh, daughter did not need some of the higher math. And so when I came to my sons, I was kind of really focused on what do they, you know, what are their gifts and talents? What are the things that I think that God has given them that he wants them to use for his glory? Because I always tell them, 
Your career is really just what God has gifted you to do to use for his glory. It is not for you. It is not to make money. Those are not the sole purposes of a career. It is to do what God has called you to do and ultimately to do it for his glory. So I look at their different interests and their different gifts and talents and I say like, okay, these are the things I really want to kind of draw out of them and have them pursue. And I can look back at my son, the one who has graduated already, and there were certain things in high school that he was truly gifted in that I let him spend the entire afternoon doing. You know, it was like, all right, just get through. He just wanted to get through his schoolwork so he could get to these things that interested him. And so interesting, he is now using those skills in real life. Like I see the things that he's pursuing in his life, and I see how God prepared him through his interests in high school to now use those things that are going to affect his independent adult life. And it's very exciting. So it's really important if they have interests, if they have natural God-given talents and passions, let them pursue that. Get your formal work done, like the things you have to do, like I said, for to graduate. There's certain credits where we live that my son, you know, I want him to have so that even though in where I live, I don't necessarily have to report to anybody or, you know, tell the state exactly what we're doing. Like I issue the diploma. I still like to keep up with what the state is doing. So I know that like, you know, he has met the minimum requirements, but because I know he's you know, we don't have to worry about like taking SAT prep courses and ACT and all of that because he's not going on to traditional college. We are truly focused on the things that he loves. And it's like, okay, let's get your math done. Let's meet the requirements so that, you know, when high school graduation comes, you have truly met the requirements. Let's you know, make sure your writing skills are up to par, your reading skills are up to par, you know, the sciences, but let's pursue what's interesting. Let's do the formal stuff in the morning and then the afternoon. It's like he's working on his car. He's, you know, pursuing his other interests. He's got his own business since he was 16 years old. And so we're doing, you know, real life. And there's many days where we have to juggle our schedule around because my work schedule isn't always consistent. His work schedule isn't always consistent. And actually, isn't that real life? You know, we are always kind of looking at our calendar and working things out for the week. Like, okay, so you're going to work this day and I'm going to work that day. So what day are we going to really like sit down and focus on our schoolwork? And isn't that real life though? Real life isn't necessarily in these blocks of time where a bell rings every 40 minutes and we change. So he's been able to have time management to prepare for real life. We sit down at the beginning of the week and I'm like, all right, what days are you working? How can we make our schedule this week? And you know, what days are we going to really hyper-focus on the schoolwork? And then there's days where we're basically on schooling because the jobs that he's doing and where he's working I don't look at that as like, okay, well, he's not doing school today. Those days he's learning really real life skills, real life stuff. And so it's still part of his schooling. And then, you know, we just, we're, we are living our life and we're fitting our school in around our life. And I don't feel bad about it. Isn't that amazing? I'm not guilty. Like, oh, you know, we should be doing this and we should be doing that because I see the fruit. I see the two that I've graduated. I see that they are thriving in life, right? I see that they're doing okay. And for me, academics has never been 
never been the end game of our homeschool. It's always been to keep my kids centered on God. And I truly believe that when we focus on God and keep him at the center, the academics fall into their proper place. I'm not over here uneducating my children and just like, oh, we just are going to follow God. In fact, if you're following God, you're going to want to have a good education because you want to um, steward your time well, steward your, your uh, God-given abilities well, steward your mind well. And so it's not that like we only follow God and that's it. We do nothing else. We just sit and read our Bibles all day. No, but if you're following God, you're going to want to do well. You're going to want to educate yourself. You're going to want to work hard, right? So those things fall into their proper place. We're not being lazy about it. It's just that we're not making the school part the be all end all. So in rethinking our homeschool, we are truly living our life and school fits in around our life. And it's been working out so well. So this year, you know, I sometimes, like I say, I feel like we're on the verge of unschooling. But then I remind myself, we are schooling from the moment we wake up until the moment we go to bed. And just because I don't have a formal book or a test sheet out or a grade on it, doesn't mean my kids aren't learning. In fact, I feel like they're learning so much more because they're doing real life things. So I got my younger son. He even helps my older son when he's working. Uh, He doesn't get paid for, but he's over there helping him. So it's just amazing, you know, to see how, um, how much we can teach our teenagers beyond the books during their high school years. And I truly feel the things that are most important. So how do you feel about that? Are you one that is just, you know, really checking off the boxes of what you're supposed to do in school and you're missing out on real life opportunities because you feel like, well, we have school today. We can't go and do that opportunity. Or are you more like me where you're like, I see life as our learning opportunity and then we fill in with the formal stuff. So I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Um, You know, like I said, over the years, we've kind of changed somewhat in how we homeschool, but we're still always operating in the foundation that God is the center of all we do. So let me know what you think. What kind of a homeschooler are you? If you find this message encouraging, share it with your homeschooling groups, share it with your friends. Um, If you want to know more, you can find my books on Amazon, my Three homeschooling books are available on Amazon. You can go to my website and see all that I have written on there about homeschooling. um, And just let me know what you think. So I hope that this encouraged you today. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.